0: Just we have heard on high, sweetly singing o'er the plains, and the mountains in reply, echoing their joy strains. Glow everyone, it's Thomas. Welcome back to the Children of Our Lady podcast, brought to you by the Catholic Family Podcast. I thank you all for being here today. I hope everybody's had a great week up to this point, and I hope everyone's continuing to have a very blessed Christmas season. Today here on the Children of Our Lady podcast, we continue through chapter 8 after a really great reading last week about how Our Lady delivers her clients from hell. A very fantastic reading. I'd have to say one of my favorites. If you haven't had the chance, I encourage everyone to go back to last week's episode and check out that reading from the Glories of Mary. But this week, we continue through that chapter 8, and we read about how Our Lady suckers her clients in purgatory. A section from the Glories of Mary I've quoted in the past on some episodes, the ones that we released in November. In November, obviously, we especially commemorate the holy souls in purgatory, but it's important to do that all year around. So I think today's reading is a good one to prompt us to continue to pray for the holy souls and to show how Our Lady helps the holy souls in purgatory, particularly those who were especially devoted to her and served her faithfully while on earth. Today's reading is actually a rather short one compared to the other readings we've done from the glories of Mary, so I figured I'd go ahead and read a little section from a different book as well to give a good amount of reading for this week's episode, so I went ahead and took a section from The Secret of the Rosary by St. Louis de Montfort. And one of the reasons why I chose The Secret of the Rosary was because in today's reading from the Glories of Mary, it's made mention a few times the power of the devotion of the Most Holy Rosary and how it helps the holy souls. So I thought it would be a good idea to take a little bit of time to read from The Secret of the Rosary by St. Louis de Montfort. Even though the reading I chose doesn't necessarily have to do specifically with purgatory or releasing souls from purgatory, but obviously we know the devotion of the Most Holy Rosary is such an important one, so hopefully this will help us all grow in that devotion and in our love for the Holy Rosary. So we'll go ahead and listen to section 2 of chapter 8 from the Glories of Mary and a little section from the Secret of the Rosary by St. Louis de Montfort. Come back for a few more words, our quote, and our prayer to Our Lady. Chapter 8, section 2. Mary suckers her clients in purgatory. Fortunate indeed are the clients of this most compassionate mother, for not only does she succor them in this world, but even in purgatory they are helped and comforted by her protection. And as in that prison poor souls are in the greatest need of assistance, since in their torments they cannot help themselves, our Mother of Mercy does proportionately more to relieve them. St. Bernardine of Siena says that in that prison, where souls which are spouses of Jesus Christ are detained, Mary has a certain dominion and plenitude of power, not only to relieve them, but even to deliver them from their pains. And first, with respect to the relief she gives, The same saint in applying those words of ecclesiasticus i have walked in the waves of the sea adds that it is by visiting and relieving the necessities and torments of her clients who are her children he then says that the pains of purgatory are called waves because they are transitory unlike the pains of hell which never end and they are called waves of the sea because they are so bitter the clients of mary thus suffering are often visited and relieved by her See, therefore, says Novarinus, of what consequence it is to be the servant of this good lady. For her servants she never forgets when they are suffering in those flames. For though Mary relieves all suffering souls in purgatory, yet she always obtains far greater indulgence and relief for her own clients. The Divine Mother once addressed these words to St. Bridget. I am the mother of all souls in purgatory, for all the pains that they have deserved for their sins are every hour, as long as they remain there, in some way mitigated by my prayers. The compassionate mother even condescends to go herself occasionally into that holy prison, to visit and comfort her suffering children. St. Bonaventure, applying to Mary the words of Ecclesiasticus, I have penetrated into the bottom of the deep, says, the deep, that is, purgatory, to relieve by my presence the holy souls detained there. Oh, how courteous and benign is the most blessed Virgin, says St. Vincent Ferrer, to those who suffer in purgatory. Through her they constantly receive comfort and refreshment. And what other consolation have they in their sufferings than Mary and the relief they receive from this mother of mercy? St. Bridget once heard Jesus say to his holy mother, thou art my mother, the mother of mercy and the consolation of souls in purgatory. The blessed Virgin herself told the saint that as a poor sick person, bedridden, suffering and abandoned is relieved by words of encouragement and consolation. So are the souls in purgatory consoled and relieved by only hearing her name, the mere name of Mary that name of hope and salvation, and which is frequently invoked by her beloved children in their prison, is a great source of comfort to them. For, says Novarinus, that loving mother no sooner hears them call upon her than she offers her prayers to God, and these prayers, as a heavenly dew, immediately refresh them in their burning pains. Mary not only consoles and relieves her clients in purgatory, but she delivers them by her prayers. Gerson says that on the day of her assumption into heaven, purgatory was entirely emptied. Novarinus confirms this saying, that it is maintained by many grave authors, that when Mary was going to heaven, she asked as a favor from her son, to take all the souls then in purgatory with her. And from that time forward, says Gerson, Mary had the privilege of delivering her servants. St. Bernardine of Siena also positively asserts, that the Blessed Virgin has the power of delivering souls from purgatory, but particularly those of her clients, by her prayers, and by applying her merits for them. Novarinus says that by the merits of Mary not only are the pains of those souls lessened, but the time of their sufferings is shortened through her intercession. She has only to ask and all is done. St. Peter Damian relates that a lady named Morosia appeared after her death to her godmother, and told her that on the Feast of the Assumption she, together with a multitude exceeding the population of Rome, had been delivered by Mary from purgatory. Dennis the Carthusian says that on the feasts of the Nativity and Resurrection of Jesus Christ, Mary does the same thing, for on those days, accompanied by choirs of angels, she visits that prison and delivers very many souls from their torments. Novarinus says that he can easily believe that on all her own solemn feasts, she delivers many souls from their sufferings. The promise made by our Blessed Lady to Pope John Twenty Second is well known. She appeared to him and ordered him to make known to all that on the Saturday after their death, she would deliver from purgatory all who wore the Carmelite scapular. This, as Father Crasset relates, was proclaimed by the same pontiff in a bull, which was afterwards confirmed by Alexander V, Clement VII, Pius V, Gregory XIII, and Paul V. And this latter, in a bull of the year 1612, says, that Christian people may piously believe that the Blessed Virgin will help them after death by her continual intercession, her merits, and special protection, and that on Saturdays, the day consecrated by the church to her, she will, in a more particular manner, help the souls of the brethren of the confraternity of our Blessed Lady of Mount Carmel, who have departed this life in a state of grace, provided they have worn the habit, observed the chastity of their state, and recited her office, or, if they could not recite it, if they have observed the fasts of the church, and abstained from meat on all Wednesdays except Christmas Day. In the solemn office of Our Blessed Lady of Mount Carmel we read that it is piously believed that the Blessed Virgin comforts the brethren of this confraternity in purgatory with maternal love, and that by her intercession she soon delivers them, and takes them to heaven. Why should we not hope for the same graces and favors if we are devout clients of this good mother? And if we serve her with more special love, why can we not hope to go to heaven immediately after death, without even going to purgatory? This really took place in the case of Blessed Godfrey, to whom Mary sent the following message, by Brother Abando: Tell Brother Godfrey to endeavor to advance rapidly in virtue, and thus he will belong to my son and to me, and when his soul departs, I will not allow it to go to purgatory, but will take it and offer it to my son. And if we wish to relieve the holy souls in purgatory, let us do so by imploring the aid of our Blessed Lady in all our prayers, and especially by offering the rosary for them, as that relieves them greatly, as we shall see in the following example. Example, Father Eusebius Nirenberg says that in a city of Aragon there was a beautiful young lady of noble birth named Alexandra, who was courted by two young men. Out of jealousy, they one day fought and both were killed. Their enraged relatives considered the young lady as the cause of this sad event, murdered her, cut off her head, and threw it into a well. Some days afterwards, Saint Dominic passing by the spot and inspired by God went to the well and cried out, Alexandra, come forth, In an instant the head of the murdered woman came up and remained on the edge of the well and entreated the saint to hear her confession. The saint did so, and in the presence of an immense concourse of people, drawn there by the wonderful event, gave her communion. He then commanded her to say for what reason she had received so great a grace. Alexandra replied that when her head was cut off she was in mortal sin, but that on account of the rosary she was in the habit of saying in her honor the most blessed virgin had kept her alive the animated head remained for two days on the edge of the well, so as to be seen by all, and after that the soul went to purgatory. A fortnight afterwards, Alexandra appeared beautiful and shining like a star to St. Dominic and said that the rosary recited for the souls in purgatory is one of the greatest reliefs that they meet with in their torments, and that as soon as ever they get to heaven, they pray earnestly for those who have performed this devotion for them. Hardly has she said this when St. Dominic saw her happy soul ascend with the greatest joy to the kingdom of the blessed. Prayer O Queen of heaven and earth, O Mother of the Lord of the world, O Mary, of all creatures the greatest, the most exalted, and the most amiable, it is true that there are many in this world who neither know thee nor love thee, but in heaven there are many millions of angels and blessed spirits who love and praise thee continually. Even in this world, how many happy souls are there not who burn with thy love, and live enamoured of thy goodness? O that I could also love thee, O lady worthy of all love! O that I could always remember to serve thee, to praise thee, to honour thee, and engage all to love thee! Thou hast attracted the love of God, whom by thy beauty thou hast, so to say, torn from the bosom of his eternal Father, and engaged to become man and be thy son. And shall I, a poor worm of the earth, not be enamoured of thee? No, my most sweet mother, I also will love thee much, and will do all that I can to make others love thee also. Accept then, O Mary, the desire that I have to love thee, and help me to execute it. I know how favourably thy lovers are looked upon by God. He after his own glory desires nothing more than thine, and to see thee honoured and loved by all. From thee, O Lady, do I expect all. Through thee the remission of my sins, through thee perseverance. Thou must assist me at death, and deliver me from purgatory. And finally, thou must lead me to heaven. All this thy lovers hope from thee, and are not deceived. I, who love thee with so much affection, and above all other things, after God, hope for the same favors. Reading from The Secret of the Rosary by St. Louis de Montfort 27th Rose Benefits I should like to give you even more reason for embracing this devotion which so many great souls have practiced. The rosary recited with meditation on the mysteries brings about the following marvelous results. One, it gradually gives us a perfect knowledge of Jesus Christ. Two, it purifies our souls, washing away sin. Three, it gives us victory over all our enemies. Four, it makes it easy for us to practice virtue. Five, it sets us on fire with love of our blessed Lord. Six, it enriches us with graces and merits. Seven, it supplies us with what is needed to pay all our debts to God and to our fellow men. And finally, it obtains all kinds of graces for us from Almighty God. The knowledge of Jesus Christ is the science of Christians and the science of salvation. St. Paul says that it surpasses all human sciences in value and perfection. This is true, one, because of the dignity of its object, which is a God-man, compared to whom the whole universe is but a drop of dew or a grain of sand. Two, because of its helpfulness to us. Human sciences, on the other hand, but fill us with the smoke and emptiness of pride. Three, and finally, because of its utter necessity, for no one can possibly be saved without the knowledge of Jesus Christ, and yet a man who knows absolutely nothing of any of the other sciences will be saved as long as he is illumined by the science of Jesus Christ. Blessed is the rosary which gives us this science and knowledge of our blessed Lord through our meditations on his life, death, passion, and glory. The queen of Saba, lost in admiration at Solomon's wisdom, cried out, Blessed are thy men, and blessed are thy servants who stand before thee always and hear thy wisdom. But far happier still are the faithful who carefully meditate on the life, virtues, suffering, and glory of our Savior, because by this means they can gain the perfect knowledge in which eternal life consists. This is eternal life. Our Lady revealed to Blessed Alan that no sooner had St. Dominic begun preaching the rosary, than hardened sinners were touched and wept bitterly over their grievous sins. Young children performed incredible penances, and everywhere that he preached the Holy Rosary, such fervor arose that sinners changed their lives and edified everyone by their penances and change of heart. If by chance your conscience is burdened with sin, Take your rosary and say at least part of it, honoring some of the mysteries of the life, passion, or glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. And be sure that, while you are meditating upon these mysteries and honoring them, he will show his sacred wounds to his Father in heaven. He will plead for you and will obtain for you contrition and the forgiveness of your sins. One day our Lord said to Blessed Allen, If only these poor wretched sinners would say my rosary, they would share in the merits of my passion, and I would be their advocate and would appease my Father's justice. This life is nothing but warfare and a series of temptations. We do not have to contend with enemies of flesh and blood, but with the very powers of hell. What better weapons could we possibly use to combat them than the prayer which our great captain taught us, and the angelic salutation which has chased away devils, destroyed sin, and renewed the world? What better weapon could we use than the meditation on the life and passion of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ? For as St. Peter says, It is with this thought we must arm ourselves in order to defend ourselves against the very same enemies which he conquered and which molest us every day. Quote, Ever since the devil was crushed by the humility and passion of Jesus Christ, he has been very nearly unable to attack a soul that is armed with meditation on the mysteries of our Lord's life. And if he does trouble such a soul, he is sure to be shamefully defeated. End quote. Cardinal Hugues. Put you on the armor of God. So arm yourselves with the arms of God with the holy rosary and you will crush the devil's head and will stand firm in the face of all his temptations this is why even the material rosary itself is such a terrible thing for the devil and why the saints have used it to enchain devils and to chase them out of the bodies of people who were possessed such happenings are reported in more than one authentic record blessed allen said that a man he knew of had desperately tried all kinds of devotions to rid himself of the evil spirit who possessed him but without success finally he thought of wearing his rosary around his neck which eased him considerably. He discovered that whenever he took it off the devil tormented him cruelly, so he resolved to wear it night and day. This drove the evil spirit away forever, because he could not bear such a terrible chain. Blessed Allen also testified that he had delivered a large number of people who were possessed by putting the rosary around their necks. Father Jean Amat of the Order of St. Dominic was giving a series of Lenten sermons in the kingdom of Aragon one year, when a young girl was brought to him who was possessed by the devil. After he had exercised her several times, without success, he put his rosary around her neck. Hardly had he done so than the girl began to scream and yell in a fearful way, shrieking, Take them off! Take them off! These beads are torturing me! At last the father, filled with pity for the girl, took his rosary off her. The very next night when Father Amat was in bed, the same devils who had possession of the girl came to him foaming with rage and tried to seize him, but he had his rosary clasped in his hand, and no efforts of theirs could wrench it from him. He managed to beat them with it very well indeed and chased them away crying out holy mary our lady of the holy rosary come to my help the next day when he went to the church he met the poor girl still possessed and one of the devils within her started to laugh and said in a mocking voice well brother if you had been without your rosary we should have made short shrift of you then the good father threw his rosary around the girl's neck without more ado and said by the sacred name of jesus and that of mary his holy mother And by the power of the Most Holy Rosary, I command you, evil spirits, to leave the body of this girl. And they were immediately forced to obey, and she was delivered from them. These stories show the power of the Holy Rosary in overcoming all possible temptations that evil spirits may bring, and also all kinds of sin, because these blessed beads put devils to rout. right, and that's where we'll stop with our readings for today. I hope everyone enjoyed the little double reading today from the glories of Mary and the secret of the rosary. First, with our reading from the glories of Mary, we reflect on the consolation of Our Lady being there to assist her clients in purgatory. We've all heard of purgatory, read about it, heard sermons about it, and most of us have that fear that we may one day have to suffer there for a time before going to heaven. But the reading today gives us that confidence that even though we may have to go to purgatory when our time on earth is over for a time, If we have served Our Lady faithfully and have strived to have devotion to her, we can be confident that she'll be there to help us and console us and obtain us relief and a speedier release from that prison of purgatory. Our Lady is truly a faithful mother in life and in death, as she is always looking out for us and for our needs. And even when we think about the souls in purgatory, and us maybe someday being there ourselves, even in that state where we can't help ourselves, Our Lady is there to help us. Even then, when we can't help ourselves, Our Lady will help us. You know, thinking about that statement, not being able to help ourselves, though that may be true when someone is actually in purgatory, but the truth is we can help ourselves then by helping ourselves now. And that's by leading a good life, avoiding sin, doing penance, practicing virtue, and of course, fostering a strong devotion to our Blessed Mother, with the help of God's grace, of course. We can do these things now to help decrease our purgatory sentence or even, as it was mentioned in the reading today, even avoid purgatory altogether and go straight to heaven. We also heard mention of the privilege commonly referred to as the Sabbatine privilege, that those who wear the brown scapular of Our Lady of Mount Carmel and practice chastity according to their state of life and daily recite the little office of Our Lady will be released from purgatory on the first Saturday after their death. I know that there are certain substitutes that can be made for the recitation of the little office of Our Lady under certain circumstances. I don't think the reading from the glories of Mary provided all the information or talked about all the substitutes. So if anyone wanted to get all the information on the Sabbatine privilege, obviously it's better to ask a priest. I'm not the best one to ask, of course. But still, what a wonderful privilege for those who fulfill the requirements. That Our Lady will deliver them the first Saturday after their death from purgatory. Of course, it's so important to pray for the holy souls the souls of our departed family members, friends, fellow parish members, and like we read today, how important and effective is the praying of the rosary. I know we don't comprehend just how helpful it is to pray the rosary and how helpful it is for the holy souls when we pray the rosary for them. Things we know, things we've heard before, but important truths for us to remember that we should always pray. Pray for us while we labor here below, pray for ourselves, and to continue to pray for our loved ones who have passed on who may be suffering in purgatory right now, who stand in such great need of our prayers and sacrifices. But we can take away the consolation of today's readings for ourselves and for our loved ones, that Our Lady is there to help us during this life, and that She'll be there to help us if we find ourselves one day in that prison of purgatory, and that Our Lady, the Mother of Mercy, is there to help and console the souls of our loved ones who have passed on who may be suffering in purgatory right now. So today in our rosaries and every day when we pray them, we should all make sure to remember to pray for the holy souls in purgatory and to ask Our Lady for the graces we need to lead a holy life so that way when our time comes, we may be able to have a shorter purgatory or maybe even avoid it altogether and be able to go straight to heaven to be with Our Lord and with Our Lady for all eternity and especially to ask Our Lady to intercede for the souls of our loved ones who have passed on and be confident in the intercession of our Blessed Mother that she'll be there to help in some way the souls of those for whom we pray. I'd say this is a good place for us to go to our quote for today. And today's quote comes from the priest that I've quoted multiple times here on the show, Father Edward Pope. And again, like I did on a previous episode, I took a couple of quotes that I think fit really well together and combined them here. And they read as follows. With Mary, the heaviest crosses are easy to bear. With Mary, all fear, all anxiety disappears from our hearts. Well, I think we'll go ahead and conclude our episode with our own prayer to Our Lady and add an additional prayer for the holy souls in purgatory. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. St. Louis de Montfort, pray for us. St. Alphonsus de Liguori, pray for us. Eternal rest grant unto them, O Lord, and let perpetual light shine upon them. May they rest in peace. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Well, I thank you all for listening to today's episode of the Children of Our Lady podcast, brought to you by the Catholic Family Podcast. God bless you all, and Mary keep you.